The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the uh, Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Um, before we carry on, anyone that listens to this and just listens to this must wonder what earth we do to begin with. Because pretty much for the last three weeks, yeah, you've started off pulling stupid faces, and all you do is we start off and I'm just laughing. Why am I encouraging to watch the video? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, this is a special edition thingy. Uh, we when we did the uh, report back from the. Uh, Romford Horror Film Festival. I'm getting lost here now. Yeah. Uh, one of the films that uh, Scott went to see that I didn't see was a film called Fear Abides Nightly Glistens. Yes. And um, we uh, were contacted by the cinematographer of that film, and he sent us a uh, screener so that we could watch the film in more detail. And uh, so we're going to do a review of that now for the pair of us, and then um, we will have an interview with the cinematographer, Mark Salter, uh, afterwards. So, let's do the review. Okay? Yes. Okay. Here we go. So, the film is, as I say, it's called uh, Fear Abides Nightly Glistens from 2022. Uh, Director, oh, not cinematographer, what am I talking about? Director, Mark Salter, um, the writer, Jeff Crane, uh, no, try it again, oh, do you want to start this episode all over again? <laughs> I want to restart my head. Well, you've right. been trying to do that for years, but... Start again. Right. Fear of Bites Nightly Glistens, 2022. Director, Mark Salter. Uh, the writer was Jeff Gain. And the cast is Michael Ferris, uh, Jeff Gain, and Marilyn Salter. Da, 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 da. Okay. The synopsis says, perhaps... I can't read this properly. I'm going to move things. Sorry. Ah, Here we go. Synopsis says, perhaps Mr. Baldovino's life of small, violent desperations has finally worn itself out. And the ritual of prey and succour, this unquenchable thirst for life has come to an end. Or will a new beginning lie in the hands of a long lost friend? So yeah. Now you saw this at the uh, the film festival. Yes. You have a slight advantage over me because you've seen it on a big screen. I've only seen it on a nickel one. (laughs) Yes. And I I get the feeling that it may have had more of a impact Impact. on the screen. To be honest, I think all of the films we saw at the film festival would have made oh. I'm, I'm, I know this is a bit, but I'm biased judging this on the ones that I've seen elsewhere and right. 
what the ones we've seen on the big screen. And I think all of them have a bigger impact on the big screen. They're definitely, it definitely, I don't know, you get more immersed in the film. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think it also has an impact on the cinematography and that sort of thing, because the, on a smaller screen, you don't get quite as as uh, much detail. You can't see quite as much detail as you can. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no. For me, I thought. That, I mean, it's got a very interesting start to this, and I, the sound, uh, the use of the sound to set the atmosphere is really good. Yeah. Um, and I think it. it you know, it, first of all, it's just the sound, and then some music comes in, and that helps as well. But it all sets the atmosphere really well, and the atmosphere is the main thing about this film, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, is it definitely? It definitely. For me personally, the the atmosphere sets it so much off, better sort of better off in the cinema. Because obviously, being at home watching it on a smaller screen, you've got all the different distractions from outside light. You've got the in the in the cinema, you've got it's a dark room, and that atmosphere is just so much more intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the atmosphere is fantastic. It just it builds up, and it's really, really quite intense. Um, there's some interesting camera angles used in the in yeah. the film. Some of the some of the camera angles are really quite strange, but they really work well. Yeah, Again, I think setting the atmosphere. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think the the camera work, especially some of the cinema, the 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 odd shots in it. I think go so well with setting the atmosphere. Like the the music and the sounds help so well. But then there's certain angles that I think if it if it had done been done in the other way, like done just a normal angle or as a sort with with the music it might have worked. But I think it just that brings it together so well. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I agree. Um, my thing with this is that don't get me wrong. I like the film. I do like this film. Yeah, but I couldn't quite get a get a, a grip on exactly what was going on, and and I I want to know more. I want to know yeah. more about the past, his past, and the past between him and the, the other person. And yeah, I also want to know about what went on after this film. Yeah, see, um, when when you see it in the cinema, obviously we didn't have I didn't have the synopsis to it. I just had like brief little description, and uh, and obviously. They, we got sent through the press, the press pack for it. So yeah, yeah. it had a lot more detail of the synopsis, a lot more of information about it. But and I think that not having that at the cinema does take it away because of the fact that again, I was the same feeling. It's sort of left going, but like how was how was the relationship built up between them two? What went on before and after? And yeah. it sort of not took away from the film, but sort of it left them quite them open questions. Yeah, and after reading the synopsis, you filled in a few, but they still left me with that bit of what happened next, what 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 brought them together in the first place, and what's sort of what's then going to happen. And I think yeah. it's it's a good film, but I think it it left me with more questions unanswered than there were. And it's yeah. it, not that that's a bad fit, bad thing in a film, but I oh, think it's no. just. It's that little nick, that little sort of bugbear that I'm like, I just want to know more, and it's not a bad thing. Well, but it's just... the thing about it is, it, it, it's one of those films that's that's left me thinking. I'd like to see this expanded because I'd like to know more about it. But there are films we've seen 
where we get to the end and we haven't found out what's going on completely. We haven't been absolutely sure what's going on, but we haven't cared. No. <laughs> but with this, you do. You want to know. You want to know what's happening, yeah. what's going on, and, and you want to know more. I uh, think so that's a really good thing because it draws you in. It's drawn you into that to that universe within the film. Yeah, I think you're saying about expanding it. I think this, this, even if they keep the section and put it in sort of, not in the middle, but you know, like sort of, um, you've got the bit before the title sequence comes up, you've got that bit of a prologue to explain the little bit of history beforehand. Yeah. Then come into it and explain then what happens afterwards. Not to like massive detail, but enough for it to possibly delve into them unanswered questions that you've got and the little the little niggets of well, what happened what's going to happen what was and that sort of and and also answer that even if it's just that a little five ten minute thing of how they met before what was going yeah. on what led them to that and then yeah. sort of put up a thing of years later or whatever to then go to this is then the, the process of what happens next yeah yeah I mean, it, it, it is a really good film. It's well made, well acted. The cinematography, I say, is great. Oh, yeah. Well paced. The atmosphere is fantastic. It just, I would just like to, I'd like there to be more of it. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I was just, it was almost the thing that I sat there in in the cinema when I watched it the first time. I sat there at the end of it, and I was like, and it is when it come up like the credits, I was like, and it wasn't the fact of my brain going, is that it as a bad thing? But I was just like, it was sort of. That's that disappointment of like, is that it? I want yeah. to know more. I want to know. I want to. And the same, all credit to the, to everyone involved because, as we've spoken about before, there are so many films that we've watched to this. So you get to the end of it and go, all right, yeah, yeah. Or they've left you that little bit of okay. I'd like to know more, but I'm not. I'm not bothered if I don't find out. Yeah, but yeah. For it to for have a a film to sit there and like that sort of. I want to know more and the constant, no matter like again, no matter how many times you watch it going, I want to watch, I want to know more. I need to know more what's going on, what's going to happen. Yeah. How, how things are going to progress. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I mean, it is a really good film and it's, it's really well made. I'd like to see more, more stuff because the, I mean, Mark Salter has made other films. I'd like to watch some more of his stuff and see what it's like. So uh, it'd be interesting to talk to him and to discuss yeah. The, this film and well, the other films and and just, just the, and the fact that just I, my main thing for him my thing that I love it and talk about a lot of things is whether or not you whether or not for me if he feels humble for the fact that he's got his idea and everything mm. and like he's been able to put this idea forward and it's oh this idea is he's been able to bring forward and bring it into something. Yeah, along with everyone else involved, like the cinematography, the sound, everything, people involved, the fact that whether or not it is actually fully to what the writer wanted, or whether or not he's gone above and beyond or anything like that. But mm. even that, I would love to be able to sit there and just go, like, it's almost one of the things that sat there before, and I'd just like love to spend five minutes just talking to the writer and just go, so where did this idea come from? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very good idea. Oh, yeah, it is. It works really well. Okay, well, we'll have a word with, with Mark uh, in a few moments. And uh, there you go, that's the film. And uh, next up is the interview. Uh, 
Right, uh, I have with me uh, Mark Salter, who is the director of the film *Fear Abides Nightly Glistens*, uh, which we have we've uh, reviewed. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? Uh, not bad. Thank you. Not there. Thank you. Uh, as I say, um, Scott unfortunately is not well, so he won't be joining us. But uh, we wish him all the best and everything. Um, now, Scott had the opportunity of seeing your film on the big screen at the uh the film festival uh i unfortunately didn't because of the fact that at the time there were two different things going on in different screens so he went to one and i went to the other uh but i have seen it now uh because you gave us the the screener uh to watch it so that was it's uh very good we both thought it was a really good film we both enjoyed the film um but before we get into this film in particular Give me a bit of uh, background of who you are and how you got into the filmmaking and that sort of thing. Well, um, I've been doing it probably over 17, 18 years. I'm a cinematographer by trade. Um, I came to it through ambitions and music, that figuring I was a better listener than I was a musician. <laughs> so um, anyway, just kind of landed into it. Uh, on various little projects people were interested in. I started training myself on more or less that. Um, I had an agent briefly as a writer, uh, sold an option, some small projects a few years ago, and then decided to pursue more of the visual side as a cinematographer in that. Um, like any approach, you just meet people and just continue on. And so that was my figuring, this was the thing I enjoyed doing and could accomplish some things at, and it's uh, it's 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 gotten me by so far. So cool. cool. So I mean, have you done a lot of uh, shorts so far? Uh, quite a few shorts. Uh, there's a few uh, features out there of various kinds, various types of people. Um, uh, shorts. Uh, this project in particular is kind of a a thing that I do with. I, I met uh, an actor in New Zealand, Jeffrey Gain, who plays. Um, in the film, yeah, uh, I met Jeff, oh gosh, I think it's about eight years ago or so on a project I was doing in New Zealand. And uh, we became kind of fast friends and decided pretty much every time we would see each other, as I was, he came to America once, but I had, would go down there uh, frequently um, to do, to work on various things. And so we decided that every time we would run into each other, we would make something. And um it was kind of based on limitations, you know, that uh, if, you know, whatever equipment was available um, and we would write it fairly quickly and then we would shoot it fairly quickly, uh, post-production would take a little bit longer. Um, yeah. And so, yes, quite, quite a few little projects. I think they're all kind of listed perhaps on the Internet Movie Database at this point, but it's mostly kind of shorts because I work primarily in ad work and uh, promo and that sort of thing, some second unit and all of that. So, right. can I, I mean, can I ask you, is it difficult yeah. as somebody who is primarily a cinematographer, is it difficult to be a director and have somebody else doing the cinematography? No, not really. I mean, because that's a very good question, Andy. It's, um, you know, I, I think if you're in that situation, you've likely, or I would have likely chosen someone. Um, it, it, I think I think hiring a cinematographer is probably like hiring an editor, an actor, or anybody for that matter, because they all bring very distinct talents yeah. and ways of expressing language and 
you know, as, as I call it, kind of designing the philosophy of look in a certain way. And, you know, once you've sort of established that criteria with someone you can trust, um, it's great. Um, I find that even in the, with the ad work I'm, I'm shooting and directing mostly, um, uh, and in these shorts, um, gosh, let's see, Jeff and I, well, I've done for other people, they've been good. Uh, let's see the one I can only kind of really refer lately to the ones that I've been doing with Jeff, cause that's, uh, we've done four of these now. Let's see. Moon smells like gunpowder, tin matchbox, empty fear abides, fear of harsh. Yeah. And we're on our fifth one right now. Right. And so, um, we kind of started talking about it, although that one we, approached in a little bit different way, but I hope this is answering your question that um, working as a director in a DOP, it gets a little complicated, but as I say, the resources are quite small and simple on these shorts. Um, I mean, for example, Fear Abides came about when we were both going to the North Europe festival. We were been been welcomed into that festival to screen um, a film that we had done called um, The Moon Smells Like Gunpowder. Yeah. And uh, while we were there, uh, his 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 route from New Zealand to Dubai to Belgium and mine from Los Angeles to Belgium, somehow <laughs> our um, our jet lag just synced, was in, in sync with each other. And so we decided that over several hours one night, we would just make a film. <clears throat> and so we he had already started kind of working on an idea when he was flying over. He had written out um, essentially the letter, the monologue, and and then we met over breakfast over it, discussed it, and then that night we shot everything that was in the hotel, um, to to the uh, to the grace of people that were sleeping around us when we were out in the hallway trying to do you know dolly moves with a side table and that sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, and so and then when I got back to America, I shot a couple little pickups with. Um, none other than my mother playing um, Zagan in the piece. And so, um, and that's how that happened. So. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that Scott was saying is, is we're always fascinated when it comes to, um, to, to short films, especially ones that are very intense like this is. Uh, and it's about whether the, uh, what comes out on the screen is what the writer and yourself intended it to be, or were, were there certain, compromises you had to make in order to actually make it work on the screen that's a really good question because um actually all of them i I can answer that question with reference to how we've kind of done all of them um i would say that they really came about in the post-production phase Mm -hmm. um i know it sounds like a bit of a cliche it's like you know because again it's the third stage of writing essentially yeah um but that's a good question. I mean, they they really kind of find their feet when they're being put together at the end. Um, with the exception of fear, the other ones never had pickups done. In fact, we did one in the middle of those two films. I think we shot it in 30 minutes. <laughs> we had because I was flying out that evening and we decided we're just going to do something in New Zealand. And we he was writing while I was scrambling around <laughs> building lights and stuff and, you know, tearing you know, pillowcases for soft sources and whatever we did. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that one turned out to be, you know, like a 13 minute film in the end. And it was a one to one ratio, of course. So there were no real sh- reshoot options. But hopefully I'm answering your question is 
they they really come about in the kind of the post phase, but we do a lot of sort of pre-discussion about what we're going after. We talk a lot about theme. It's um, I'm not a real tech head when it comes to filmmaking. I mean, the technical is incredibly important and all of that, but it's certainly not a place I start from. And all of that is, you know, why we're here, why we're wanting to express these ideas. Why is, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Baldovino, this sort of failing character in this way. So. Please. I mean, one thing I'll say about this one and, and looking at your other stuff, I think it's uh, it's very obvious. And maybe it's because of the fact that you're doing them uh, in, in such uh, short uh, time frames. Um, the films rely a lot more on atmosphere and character, uh, uh, character driven story rather than effects and uh, shock or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and one, one, I mean, one thing we, we both said, and I, I really liked is that the use of uh, sound and music, and also the use of silence mm. in that, really yeah. built the atmosphere in this film for me. It really kind of oh, good. right you. from the start, it's the, the, the atmosphere starts to build up, and you can feel it, and it draws you into the film. Sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, that was. Um... That was a real challenge because in all of these, with the exception of fear, when I invite my, I have a twin brother who produces and engineers. He's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. So he does the sound side on the East Coast. I do the visual side on the West Coast. And um, he, uh, I got him involved um, on some of the sound design with fear because it was the first time he had explored uh, working in the re-recording environment, you know, where once we, because I've I've never done sound design before until the moon smells like gunpowder, tin matchbox, and fear. And I had talked to some sound designers, talked to them about sort of the diegetic, non-diegetic approach, some things I might be interested in, and found that it was a little bit more challenging, and it was going to take a little bit longer to try to place someone. And I thought, well, you know, I like Brian Eno. Why don't I try sound? Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and so it was just, and literally just using the most basic of tools available because I, I don't come from that training. I know very little about mic placement and that sort of thing. And so, but I decided to just go out with a little zoom recorder and, and yeah. start to design the atmosphere around that. And then Jeff and I would collaborate. I would, I would cut some things together and send that to him and he would have some things to say about it. And then we'd come back and build the soundscape that way. So, it's one of the one of the things I, I, I so one of the things I like it is, and it's something I think sometimes in big budget um, feature films they kind of forget is the fact that um, silence can be used just as much to build an atmosphere as sure. sound, and leaving just these little gaps in the music and in the sounds really kind of draws you in because you you're waiting it's, it's that thing of waiting for the next stew to fall you know it's kind of like when's that gonna when's it gonna happen when you know and it kind of pulls sure. you the whole thing and i think that really really works well yeah i and and uh, you know there have been many i mean filmmakers in the past like tarkovsky and all of that that have, have, have really capitalized in that world through their own vision and um certainly having experienced their films, um, I think motivated that probably coming from a certain 
interest in certain types of music, prog music. I, I like a lot of progressive rock music, always have since I was a kid. And, um, you know, I just think that that sort of experience informs. Um, but to your point, I would say in in fear, and it was something that I caught much later when it was being cut together was when uh, we're kind of behind Mr. Uh, uh, Baldovino in the beginning when he's in the room and it's kind of low and you see the shadow play up on the wall and that sort yeah. of thing. And, but when it comes around on him, there's this moment of silence and then he takes in this small little breath. Yeah. And I hadn't caught that before. And it was something clearly missed when it was shot. It just happened when we shot it. Cause it was just the two of us in a hotel room at two o'clock in the morning. And um, that really excited me. Like yeah. I thought, wow, just you're right. So to your point about the silence is, you know, even I come back later having seen something like that or experienced something like that. And it's like, yeah, that's great. I mean, that little, just that little silence, as you say it, because it, I was really waiting for that moment. And then when he gives that little breath, I thought, oh, all right. Yeah. Now we're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing so. is the, 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 the whole, uh, the, the, the camera angles and the lighting and all that kind of thing, the cinematography works, sort of thing, again, helps to build the atmosphere and draws you into it. And, and I think they all work so well together in this film. They, they kind of complement each other. And it's like, um, it's, it's a film that obviously, uh, was made by a team that all wanted it to make to make it work yes and and it's interesting because it was it really started as just jeff and myself and then when i got back to america um and this would have been well we had done that right before covid the covid year i sort of cancel out because everything changed <laughs> my, my life everybody's life changed entirely and yeah. um and so i continued on gosh what was that oh so so when i yeah so it was about probably late 2020 um i just came out to visit with family and all of that and decided hey could i get some help from you want to be in a movie <laughs> you know that kind of thing and they're like yeah. high rolls but no they were she, she was absolutely wonderful and you know if you mind if i set up light a fire in your, in your, in your garage, you know, and that sort of thing. And it was like, and so she kind of became the special effects assistant and all of that. But um, yeah. And then, so just pulling in, you know, little bits and pieces from people and then deciding that since my brother was in the, in the, in the music world um, to have him, you know, give it a go at this re-recording yeah. thing, which he said was, you know, taught him a whole new set of skills that he didn't realize just how complicated re-recording. In fact, I, just finished a film in New Zealand and I got back a few weeks ago um, where we were doing the re-recording mix down at TVNZ. And, you know, that was a whole different, I, I had never been in a room for that experience. I, I've done color work and all of that and been in those sessions, but never in the, in the remix stage. And it was remarkable. I mean, it's amazing what these people could do. Um, but so anyway, that's why I involved my brother in on it. And then of course, Jeff Gain, who's the actor in it has his music group fear up harsh with his partner, Michael Ferris, and oh. they had crafted the music for it as well. So in the end, it was a very small team. Yeah. Five yeah, of yeah. us, I think. Yeah. So. But it, I mean, it all, it all works really well together and complements each other, as I say. Um, we, I really like the film, but. <laughs> sure. 
the thing about it is it's like there are quite a few films we've seen where we've said, oh, you know, it would be nice to see what went on either side of that because it would just sort of like to just just interesting to see that. But with this one, it was very much like I want to know more about the whole mm. thing. I want to know more about their relationship. I want to know more about what happened before and after. Sure. And it's really kind of like to the point where at the end of it, I was I kind of felt like, ah. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I'm not sure whether that's a good frustration or a failing on my part or maybe a combination no, of both. You know, it's, 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 it's it could be a lot of things. Yeah. It's a good frustration, yeah. but it's just sort of yeah. like, you know, I, I just you just kind of go, I want to know more. I want more from it. But. The problem with this is if you I've seen films where people have tried to expand short films into into longer uh, features and things like that. Sure. And quite often they lose that atmosphere. They lose that kind of feeling that makes right. you want to know, know more. Yeah, so, I, I can't imagine that challenge. I mean, everything that we've made, um, I I don't see expanding um, at all. I'm working on other projects at the moment in that regard, but. What we will be doing is taking uh, Moon, Tin, and Fang, and I'm going to put them together. I'm shooting kind of little interstitials. Uh, in th I've decided I, I platform in 35 because I think I have about 6,000 feet in a, in a refrigerator somewhere I need to shoot up. And so I'm uh, shooting little interstitials because Jeff and I, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time together when we are together on these things. And we have found a sort of happy, well, I guess a kind of a thread between these three characters in an accidental kind of way. And, and that's probably just an extension of the reflection of who we are and what we yeah. like, who knows. So there will be a longer version. I will certainly share that uh, with you if you're interested um, oh, yeah. of all three of those films as one big, and I think it'll be about... Well, it'll be an hour. I think it'll be about an hour. Effectively, rather than being a trilogy, they're kind of companion pieces. Exactly. Yeah, and thank you for saying that because I couldn't think how to really put it. Going well, what do you call a three-song or a three-three-film cycle of unrelated events? And and I think they are they are very complementary in a certain way. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and not trying to force that issue, but again, I think as I as you mentioned earlier, you know, finding things later on. And how they come together is, I think, even assembling those three will tell a different kind of uh, event. Yeah, it will or it won't. I don't know. You know, again, I'm only responsible for a certain percentage of all of this. It's all up to everybody else who sees it. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see that definitely. Sure. Um, so, uh, what else are you working on at the moment? Are you working on any more shorts that we're likely to be able to see in in uh, in further festivals or? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one that was finished. Um, it's uh, not a horror at all. It was a narrative that was done um, called uh, Everyone Writes Memoir. Jeff's not involved in this one. It's with some other people in New Zealand while I was there down doing their some other work. And excuse me, um, that one, uh, we're, we're wrapped on that. It's kind of starting into a festival organization. We've got some of that put together, but that's gotten a little complicated. Um, we'd like to get that moved along a bit because one of it's only got two actors in it. 
uh, Gloria Blake and Anthony Crum. And Anthony Crum, if you saw any of the Lord of the Rings recent, the uh, Rings of Power, he was Otomo. He's the curly-haired blonde guy. I think he okay. dies in episode five. They find him in the house, which when we were having a, a drink a while back, he was a little disappointed about that, but you know, that's yeah. how they write him. Yeah. And so, um, but we we're all really just cause he, we had started the, uh, everyone before he got that role. And then when I was back there in 2021 for about six months, six and a half months, uh, we did some pickups with him on that. And th that unit was gracious to release him or just have him at least available to do some of that. That's cool. Um, so that film is done. It's about 40 minutes long. Um, uh, outside of other things I'm doing, I'm working on Or Current Resident, which is a film that I'm looking to direct, script that I wrote. I'm going to the Dakotas next month on a little recce for that to see. And like anybody, we're just trying to find more finance and opportunities with that. Yeah. And until then, I'm shooting kind of commercial stuff uh, uh, locally. And then, and then Jeff and I are going to Spain for fear because a little festival out there invited us and said they'd, they'd put us up in a little place in Turaga if we wanted to come out for it. So we're going to go and and experience that. Yeah, they're really lovely people. The Galacticat, I think, is the little festival that's out there. So cool. Yeah, that sounds good. I hope that well, answered your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, look, I look forward to seeing more more of your yeah. stuff actually because uh, I. I as I say, I think that the uh, the atmosphere, the look of this film is really good, and and obviously you. you've got a really good eye, and you've got a, you know you, you've got a, a great way of telling stories, which I think uh, it, it's it's uh, it's nice to see that there are people out there who don't just go for shock and awe and don't go just for jump scares and things like that. They're more interested sure. in building atmosphere and characterizations and stories, which is what I think is, is missing from a lot of horror stuff nowadays. Um, right. I think it's, it's, uh, it's become very reliant on jump scares and buckets of blood. <laughs> sure. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a new genre for me. Um, uh, I could sit and talk all day long about, sort of nuance and, and things going on in films like The Shining and certainly the favorite of John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah, which, yeah. you know, it's even just those frightened, <clears throat> pardon me, those frightened moments between all these characters on what the next decision should be made and the thing that really takes me over the top and makes that monster, if you will, or that collection of monsters as it mutates even more frightening. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that's the stuff that I I really enjoy about the medium. Although I would say that I'm pretty virginal to the medium itself. I do try to watch as much as I can, um, but I just try to see just about everything there is. So yeah, yeah no, it, it's well. I'm going to say this, this. I think this is a really good film. Um, Thank you. I I I loved watching it on the screen. I would like to have seen it on the big screen. I must admit that would have been. Because it, it always gives a, it gives a, another um, dimension to these films. Right. When you watch them on on a smaller screen, it, they don't have quite the same impact. Um, and that's one of the things that that Scott said just when we did the the review. He said like you know it's it sort of it had a much bigger impact when you're watching it in a in wow. a cinema with a full sound system and all that kind of thing. You know, it, sure, it, sure. But uh, I I enjoyed it. A lot, and I just say I'm looking forward to see what else you do. Um, I'd Thank like you. to wish you all the best with this and with future projects. 
and to Scott's help as well. And I really appreciate you and Scott taking the time to do this. This is really important. We enjoy we enjoy doing the reviews and we enjoy talking to filmmakers because I I, I love talking to people who make films because of the fact that uh, it, it's nice to get uh, behind the scenes and to talk to the people behind the, the movies and find out more sure. about, about their motivation and their likes and dislikes and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's uh, it's an important to me. It's an important part of the film because of the fact that you know what what goes on in your head is ultimately ultimately you know uh says it, it comes out on the screen and so therefore knowing more about that it, it could give you a different opinion of, of films and a different sort of uh um way of looking at it sure well thank you i appreciate it and i will definitely keep in touch and i keep following you on uh, on your website or your well your, your uh, facebook page and all your other and you've got the new one um well, no, it's not new. It's, it, it says the Psy Horror. So I've, for- I've been listening to episodes of Psy Horror. And so, and I did catch Scott mentioning the film. Yeah. And so thank you. Well, we, we did a full <laughs> review of the whole festival and then we split it into three parts, one for each sort of day. Uh, sure. So that, that's like there. But we have done a full review for this show. Uh, so, uh, uh, Yes, thank you for joining me. Great. Thank you. Out. I know it's you know it's it's not easy because of the fact we're on opposite sides of the world, but no uh, you know it's it's been really good talking to you. Thank you very much. I'll stay in touch. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Be well, Andy. Thank you. Uh, so everybody watching, thank you very much for joining us. Um, look out for Fear of Boyd's Nightly Glistens and uh, future films by Mark Salter, and uh, we will see you again next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. The Cypher Film Podcast. Sci-Forum Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.